Shall we do it? Let's do it. Three, two, one. Okay, welcome everybody. Um, it's another episode of You Can't Be Sick on Mondays. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you're having a good morning or afternoon or evening or wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, whatever day it is of the week that you're listening to this. What are we talking about today? Well, we are in spooky season. It is the month of October. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and we love Halloween. So. We decided that October's episodes are going to be Halloween extravaganza. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see how extravagant they are. (laughs) Yeah. So this week we are going to talk about the fall season and kind Mm -hmm. of what encapsulates the fall season for Americans in American culture. Yeah. Yeah. And we're getting in the mood for for yes. fall. <laughs> yeah. We're in the fall mood. And then next episode, we are going to be talking about creepy stories, um, Halloween stories from my law enforcement days and any spooky, creepy stories that Samson wants to share as well. So that should be a yeah. fun one as well. Yeah. And if you want to share any of your spooky stories and you'd like to share them with us, um, you can do so by going on to our anchor.fm website and there you can leave a voicemail um, mm-hmm. and we can use that in a future episode if you would like to share a spooky story with us um, or if you'd like you can email it to us and we can read it out loud on the podcast uh, it's you can't be sick on mondays at gmail.com um, and you can also find us on instagram and tiktok you can't be sick on mondays so we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear your spooky stories um, and we'd love to share them on the podcast Yes, please. Spooky stories extravaganza. <laughs> I've been watching RuPaul, so. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, I they say it. eleganza, but I'm saying extravaganza. <laughs> I still, it's still the vibe. You know, it's still the vibe. vibe. It's the vibe. It's the vibe. All right. Kick us off, Samson. What are, what's sure. the first topic? So I really wanted to talk about capitalism. Because <laughs> when do I not want to talk a about A nice, light topic for today. Yeah, yeah. Very light for the fall season. And, like, what does that have to do with fall? Well, it kind of, like, has to do everything with fall in America, in, like, North America at least. Because um, we have basically capitalized on every single season. And so on Facebook, someone pointed out to me um, that, like, the, the kind of stigma that we have with, like, people – uh, specifically, like, white women liking their um, pumpkin spice lattes. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, there's kind of a shame around doing something for yourself that's, like, you know, intrins- not intrinsically, but, like, pretty much a white person thing to do yeah. <laughs> to get the pumpkin spice thing. I think for a few years they called it the basic bitch drink, you know, yeah, like, yeah, which was very rude because yeah. it's, yeah. it's just another put down. But then, like, women started to own it, and they were like, yeah, yeah, I wear my flannel, I wear my Uggs, I have my messy bun, and I want my pumpkin spice, and no one can tell me otherwise. And it's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm all about that. But my someone pointed out to me um, that it's 
really also not it's not like replacing this thought it's more of an addition to um there the capitalism that has kind of pushed this narrative that we can only have pumpkin spice in the fall and Mm. that like it becomes like basic bitch season in the fall and like (laughs) um and like kind of puts a limit to like what things we can do during certain times of year so that we can maximize our like profits off of these certain things that are meant for certain types of uh for certain times of the year mm-hmm. it, it's just like i don't know all i have to say about that really is that capitalism sucks and we should be able to have <laughs> pumpkin spice any time of year um and i get also like pumpkin spice in particular like first of all those that group of spices is not also like tied directly to pumpkins like <laughs> the that group of spices with the cinnamon and the nutmeg and you know all of those things like that is not inherently uh like halloween thing it's right. not inherently a fall thing like those spices can be used any time of year and are used any time of year and we've just capitalism has led us to believe that they need to be attached to pumpkins or you know s- winter squash um for some reason when really that's like not the origin of that group of spices researchers have discovered that humans been have been using nutmeg as food for 2000 years longer than previously thought wow. on one of the uh banda islands in indonesia um archaeologists found ancient nutmeg residue on ceramic pottery shards that they estimated to be 3500 years old that's 3500 years old so basic bitches have been around for a while Basic bitches are not that basic. They're <laughs> they're, they're ancient. ancient is what they are. They're legends. <laughs> Legendary bitches. Yes. <laughs> nutmeg yeah, legend. So, yeah, nutmeg legends. Oh my god. I yes. that's what I'm going to be for Halloween. I'm going to be a I'm going to be a nutmeg legend. <laughs> Well, I was going to tell you that there's this phenomenon called the McRib effect, which is the McDonald's McRib. Um, have you oh, heard of this? No. And basically, it's um, I was just looking up to make sure that I, I wasn't making it up in my head because I thought I had heard this before. But it's it's capitalism at play. And basically, the McRib effect is when you think you like something because it's gone for so long, but like in reality... It, it could suck or you can't have it any other time of the year. So there's like this rose tinted glasses when you look at this like, oh, I can only have the McRib this time of year. I got to get it. Oh, I can only have pumpkin spice this time of year. I got to get it. So even mm. if people love pumpkin spice and want to enjoy it year round and are made to feel bad for looking forward to it, there's also the phenomenon of people looking forward to it because they think it's only limited time exclusive product and and to be quite honest a lot of people don't like pumpkin spice because there's so much hype and then they drink it and they're like this is just a regular drink with some cinnamon in it like you know so it's it's capitalism at work it's it's manipulation we've talked about propaganda this is similar to propaganda but it's it's more of a marketing tool that makes you feel i gotta get it because it's limited it only comes out this time of year i need comforting things and Mm -hmm. this is comforting i can't participate in any of it 
because I'm allergic to fall. <laughs> it's like, wah, wah. Oh. <laughs> it's so sad. It is. I'm allergic to cinnamon, everyone. I'm also allergic to pears. And not that oh, that's a fall wait. fruit. Well, it is kind of a fall fruit. It's pear season right now. And we're recording this in September. So in case you're like, pears aren't in October. I'm allergic to pears as well. And I found out by eating a pear gorgonzola pizza at a wine festival and oh, drinking no. pear wine. And then my face got all funny. <laughs> oh, no. That's really sad. It was delicious and worth it. <laughs> the McRib effect of this exclusive gotta have it everyone needs it loves it and then you try it and you're like wow this tastes like pressed meat with sauce on it and you know every once in a while you need a really good like pressed meat but like not all the time do you do you really need a good pressed meat to be quite honest i'm i'm gonna be fully transparent here i uh very vulnerable right now i have never tried a mcrib before me either Um, Okay, good. So (laughs) this McRib effect, where I have fallen into it and basically suggested it to people, um, like I had a friend who owned a shop and they wanted to have their shop opened basically like almost 24-7. And that required a lot of them. Yeah. And... It wasn't quite 24-7, but it was literally just shy of them being able to sleep six hours a night type of thing. And that's insanity. Yes. And I said, if you don't offer any sort of parameters around your business, people aren't going to plan out to come, you know, like, and that's kind of this, right? Like, we look forward to certain things because we plan for those things. Mm-hmm. We know Christmas is coming. We know Halloween is coming. And people get excited about those things for tradition and emotional reasons and all these other things. And what capitalist society does and what companies do is they bank on your emotion to purchase the products. So they mm. put the Halloween stuff out in August now because... It's been a very hard year. Let's celebrate Halloween early. We love Halloween. Here's like some because earlier and earlier every year, though. Like right, and and that's what happens, though. And it's just one of those things where it it's the stuff you buy has become yeah. less exclusive, right? Like yeah. the pumpkin spice thing obviously does come out certain times of the year, and it would kind of make sense to me if we didn't live in a world like you can buy anything at any time of year you can buy pumpkins any time of year you can buy any of these things any time of year but if we were truly living in the cycle of nature maybe pumpkin products would only come out during pumpkin season and Mm. strawberry products would only come out during strawberry season and we just happen to have green is it called a greenhouse? Yeah, a greenhouse it, all over. You know, like we can get food shipped from India. We can get food shipped from Argentina. We can get, you know, we have avocados year round. We have whatever we want year right. round. And so when they put parameters around food things, it's always kind of funny to me. Like it's always yeah. kind of yeah. silly because <laughs> it's like, 
you can go to the Starbucks any time of year and be like, I'd like a pumpkin spice latte. And they'd be like, oh, we don't have that. And you'd be like, okay, I'd like a latte with a pump of pumpkin flavoring and some spice on top. And they'd be like, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because they they, have it. you've called it pumpkin spice, like suddenly it's like, no, 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 that's not allowed. It's not in season. Yeah. 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 So some of this makes me, okay, (laughs) I have so many thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. Tell us your thoughts. One of the things this makes me think about is like how disconnected we are from like what is supposed to be grown in, in naturally in certain times of year, right? Right. Like there are... And regionally. So, yeah, and regionally, right? Like we're mm-hmm. so disconnected from what like indigenous folks would have been growing during certain types times of year because that's what was naturally producing in those times Mm -hmm. were definitely disconnected from even the beginning of like farming uh the way that we see it now and like where that came from and how the seasons were absolutely affecting how things were grown like we're not and then i also think about even my great-grandmother growing certain things in her garden and then going to the neighbors and saying hey I have all these tomatoes you want to trade me for some cucumbers like yep you know like there there was even that we're so so far and that's only a few generations away from uh what people were doing you know in the like depression era like that's Mm -hmm. not that far away my grandma grew up in the depression and she remembers doing that kind of thing. And like, we're not even close to that anymore. She's mm-hmm. like, we didn't have grocery stores like we have today. You mm-hmm. know, you get what you get and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and it's also interesting because like her, her memory of food from when she was growing up was like, you always knew what you were going to have every day of the week. Yes. Like every Friday was like, okay, we're having chicken soup. It doesn't matter if it's 90 degrees out or 30 degrees out like yeah we're having chicken soup <laughs> yeah and, and or you know you're having pasta on Tuesdays like that's just what you had and and like we don't have to think about that at all at least no. I don't and and I, I know there are probably some people out there who are thinking more about you know planning meals in that way because mm-hmm. of the resources that they do or don't have but for the majority of people I think they're like all right like I'm gonna just if I feel like having pizza tonight, I'm going to have pizza. If I want to go have sushi tomorrow, I can go do that, you know? Like, yeah. It's so available. Well, and even things like, for example, it is not melon season anymore. But if I want ripe cantaloupe, I can go yep. buy a cantaloupe and it'll be ripe because right. we get it shipped from areas of the world where it is cantaloupe season. Right. And... You know, for example, where I live, um, there is a lot of produce grown here and um, we have the pear sheds and those pears are being sold like crazy for super cheap because it's season and it's the season of it. It's the season of stone fruit. So nectarines and peaches and all those things, they're like, get them quick, get them quick. And it's like, if I crave a peach in two months from now, I can still get a peach Mm -hmm. and it's still going to taste good. And we've fallen out of that because like like you said depression era if they had peaches for example go to the farm that i went to last week pick out 10 pounds of peaches i didn't get 10 pounds but they you know it's the depression you're gonna get 10 pounds for two bucks or whatever yeah they would can it all they would can it all and maybe eat a couple of them but it would last them the whole year 
you know, oh, yeah. things like that, that we've lost. Like we don't do yeah. that. Some people, like I do have a pantry of things that will last us years and years. I try to go through it. Um, that's just something my grandma taught me is, you yep. know, like you always have these backup foods and then we have the power outages and stuff like that. And so it's good to have canned food that's like vegetables and stuff like that. You don't really need to heat up. I mean, you, it's mm-hmm. better heated up, but whatever. Yeah. But we've kind of lost that because we, I could technically buy no food that I keep in my home right. and every day just go out and get breakfast, lunch, and dinner and do that if I wanted to. Yeah. That's a luxury we have now. I think I I just find it very interesting because it's not in the cycle of nature, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it really isn't. And um, I, again, I live in a very rural area. We do have lots of farmers and stuff like that. And so like our farmer's market during the summer is very different than our farmer's market in the winter time. And um, just because of seasonal food. And that's kind of taught me like, okay, well, I'll try to eat seasonally so that I can support, you know, local and stuff like that. But I can't help it being growing up the way I grew up and being like, I need watermelon in December. Like, you know, (laughs) need it. And I don't want pickled watermelon. I want watermelon. So we've become very um, spoiled. I would say. Absolutely. Absolutely. We the other spoiled. thing that you, you made me think about when uh, when you were talking about the McRib effect and mm-hmm. and and the, the part about um, Halloween coming a little bit earlier in the like marketing <laughs> yes. um, because we've had a hard year. It makes me really think about Pride Month. Especially this year, there was a lot of conversation around companies capitalizing on pride month and they do it every year and but this was the most that i've heard people really calling them out for it and like really showing how ridiculous it is that they are like using queer people to make money yeah and i you know i'm not faulting any like queer people who like got some money for being a model for some company's like t-shirt brand you know like whatever it is like I'm not gonna fault those folks because like get that bag you know like get the money yeah (laughs) like we're living in a capitalist society you gotta yeah like (laughs) profit off of that as much as you want because like you deserve that as a queer person but you know I, I I remember people saying like as June was coming to an end like I really don't want to see all the pride flags go away I don't want to see the the merchandise go away even if it's shitty merchandise like I don't really want to see it just be this thing for this one month and the really nice thing about where I live like we had this uh, it was an unfortunate reason for this campaign but we had a campaign of of uh one of the local LGBTQ orgs giving out pride flags for free because someone had put out a pride flag at their home and received an anonymous hate letter and death threats um, Whoa! Yeah, yeah, and so to show solidarity, we uh, like they sent out all these pride flags to people who wanted them for free to put them up, and so we have pride flags like the pro- the progress pride flags with the mm-hmm. the trans colors and the black and and brown color, Good. um, all around our city right now, and at people's homes and at businesses and at nonprofits and uh and at churches, like they're everywhere. Because yeah. our community was really dedicated to showing solidarity. So when Pride ended, even though some of the Pride stuff went away, like, it's still around. And there's, I'm, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Like, That's okay. Like, 
I think, you know, there's something really nice about knowing that there's that solidarity still and that like Pride Month didn't fully end for us. It's yes. like really weird to say this in the state of Maine because I do really live in this little bubble that is like pretty safe for me to live in and like mm -hmm. shit still happens, you know, like bad things do still happen. Obviously there was a death threat for someone yes. putting a, fl a flag out, but to yeah. also still live in a community that like does respect my identity it, it feels really really great and I know I have a lot of privilege in saying that because I'm a white person and I know that that's not the same for everybody who right. lives in my community so I like have a lot of privilege in saying all of this and like feeling this love so I have to acknowledge that but at the same time I like can't also ignore the fact that people are trying and that there's still yeah. a lot of really good stuff happening and I'll tell you my pride flag story uh Jeff and I have a pride flag outside and we don't have the, because it's a rental, we don't have like the thing screwed into the building that mm -hmm. like holds a flagpole with the full size three by five flag. So yeah. we bought this one that goes in our, outside of our house, we have like these little concrete flower beds and mm -hmm. they're raised. And so we got one of those ones that like sticks in the ground and it's kind of small mm -hmm. and it's a uh, pride flag and it says, love always wins. Oh. And so that's what we have. We got it because we had been talking about getting a pride flag for a while. And in 2020, after George Floyd was murdered, one of my neighbors put one of those flag screws into his apartment and put a blue line flag up. And that set a fire under my ass where I was like, how dare he, one, do something we're not supposed to do on the property, and right. two, put a hate flag up. And three, I was still working for the police and I still hated that flag. And so I put this pride flag out as like a, hey, you're kind of not welcome here, but mm -hmm, love always wins. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and, <laughs> and you know, kind of like, and Jeff's like, we can't start a flag war, right? And I was like, it's not a <laughs> yes, flag war. <laughs> I, I just want to signal to the other neighbors and the people who walk by in our community that this building is not that blue line flag. Mm -hmm. And Jeff's like, oh, okay. So that guy ended up moving away and took his flag with him. Recently, we had a new neighbor move in and he was doing something in front of my house and I got like really angry and overprotective. And I was like going downstairs to like give my what for to be like, hey, leave my shit alone. And he was fixing my flag because it fell over. Like, yeah, he took the time to fix it because the cats, we have some stray cats right now. It's cat season too, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, fall season, cat season. Yeah, they they were playing with it and knocked it over because it's, you know, it's a garden flag. Yeah. And um, he went over and he fixed it for me. And I was like, That's oh, so thank you. Because I feel really privileged to living in California. There is still hate. There is still problematic people and hatred but i would say for the most part my interactions either from that flag being displayed or just looking the way i look and you know moving through society it's been pretty positive but yeah the blue line flag is gone <laughs> thank god what's um what's your favorite thing about halloween my favorite thing about Halloween is pumpkin spice lattes. No, um, <laughs> I would say I absolutely love that people tend to 
allow themselves to have childlike wonder again and dress up Mm. and have fun doing it. And you can tell that people are really creative and they want to express themselves. And it's, it's like a week out of the year where they get to go to all these parties or do things with their kids or functions and they can you know be Alice from Alice in Wonderland or be Mm -hmm. you know and you get to see a side of people you know like even the people who dress in outfits like I super love going to places on Halloween and just seeing like oh my god I had no idea you would dress up like a school bus and make like a cardboard box (laughs) school bus or like Jeff's sister one year she dressed up as a claw machine and she made like a claw machine with toys in it and like mm-hmm. that's what she was and it's just there's this creative element and childlike wonder and yeah there's people who buy off the rack buy off the rack like by all means i think it's super fun and if you want to make something out of cardboard box sure but it's like you get to do whatever you want and make it yours right. and i love it i just absolutely love that but yeah what about you what's your favorite part I, I would agree with that. I, I would I would say that I, I love dressing up. I think that is like so much fun. I also, I think the more that I've gotten into like my witchy spiritual side, yeah. I've embraced that like spookiness and like fall just feels like a great time to be a witch. And I know it probably is a little bit influenced by capitalism, right? Yeah. But it also is like a great time of year for like spirituality. And I, I love the changing of the season I love being in New England because I get to watch the leaves turn these beautiful colors mm. and I'm a Scorpio so I love death <laughs> and like my card my favorite tarot card is the death card but the death card isn't about dying right. it's about um the ending of things that that means a new beginning it means that there's a chance for parts of yourself to shed away that are not no longer serving you mm-hmm. and and death is part of that and death is a part of life and it's a huge part of life so i always look forward to fall it feels like a very i i i like it because it feels like i'm i'm able to ground myself and start a new um and kind of go into this like hibernative state during winter uh and like really sort some shit out with myself and even though i hate winter and i hate how like there's no daylight left yeah <laughs> um, I I do really like that time to like nourish myself. Like I love cooking winter dishes because they feel so like fulfilling mm-hmm. and like comforting and like I, I just yeah I just really like this time of year. Um, and Halloween in particular. I grew up with my mom being in theater and all of her friends were in theater and so I uh, the Halloween parties were great yes. <laughs> and dressing up was always great and yeah I love that creativity um i want to also talk briefly about something that you said with with like people just doing whatever they want yeah like i feel like there's also this um like kind of slut shaming that comes around every halloween where like oh yeah women are are you know allowed to like like dress a certain way because they're considered sluts for like making everything sexy which again is part of capitalism right like yeah. capitalism pushes this idea that we have to like turn a random like literal like job or identity and turn it into like a sexy thing to dress up as for Halloween. I kind of feel like so like the definition of capitalism is an economic and political system which countries trade and industry are controlled by private owners, you know, like the private sector. 
And I feel like there should be a number two that says also a way to sell things to women that will make them be made fun of for participating in it. Like, because the slutty outfits, here's the Uh. thing. If you want to dress, quote unquote, slutty any time of the year and it makes you happy and you are joyful and that's how you want to dress, dress that way. Like, I mean, put yeah. sunscreen on, please. Like, I that's my only caveat. <laughs> like, put some sunscreen on before you go outside. The sun is death. Um, <laughs> I say this as a really pasty pink white person. Um, so <laughs> I just, I, the slut shaming, I kind of forgot about that because I just feel like people are having so much fun on Halloween and for other people to come around and like the pumpkin spice latte to come around and just rain on that parade and be like, like even women to women, you know, um, Jeff and I were walking around the other day and we, and we walked by these two women who, you know, like I'm overweight and that's cool and everything. And these two women walked by who were very fit and, um, taking a walk as well. And they would not look at me as they walked by. And that could be a couple of things, right? It could be the fat phobia. It could be that they're in their own head, you know, whatever. But the way women treat other women sometimes is either they treat them like they're invisible or they shame them for being who they are. And those two things need to stop. Like, it needs to stop. And... If you, this Halloween, see someone dressed super slutty, you go up to them and tell them how great they look and give them some power back and ask for a picture with them and say, you know, this is great. I love your outfit. And if you're dressed up like a school bus and they're dressed up like a slutty schoolgirl, perfect, perfect match made in heaven. Get that photo op and make them feel amazing because you know that they had to go through a lot mentally to put that on with what happens in society yep. now. So, yep. yeah. I ha- had never felt the urge to dress slutty for Halloween when I identified as a cis straight woman mm-hmm. until now. Like, I really <laughs> want to, like, kind of look like a hoe. I've, like, only recently embodied my uh, more feminine side in a positive way and not as a, like, compensation Mm. for my like or not a compensation but like a um like a suppression of my masculinity like now I'm embracing it as like an enhancement to my masculinity if that makes any sense it might not make any sense to anybody but me but it's fine um I want to look like okay I'm dressing up for Halloween as a vampire who goes to Halloween Town High, or no, excuse me, Halloween Town University. I know that not everybody, because Rebecca and I have had this conversation, oh, yes. I know that not everybody has seen Halloween Town University. Everybody should watch Halloween Town, the original, though. I've never seen but either. But for those of you who are around my age and have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. It's nostalgia. It, like, you know. But I want They're to look it. kind of like a slutty vampire. Like, I want to look like a modern-day, like, I I bought I'm I bought this um crew neck sweatshirt that has Halloween Town University like and makes it look like oh, cool. it's a university like sweatshirt and uh and I want to wear like a 
I've been looking for like a black like kind of pencil skirt mm-hmm. and I want to wear some like maybe fishnets or maybe like a like a lacy like uh legging uh tights yeah leggings or tights or something um and like some like fun like spooky uh uh jewelry yes. and then get some vampire teeth and like maybe do some like pale makeup with like dark eyeliner or something Mm -hmm. and like that's not inherently slutty or anything but I like want to look hot like I might get some like pumps or something yeah I like might wear some like high heels I don't know I just like because I kind of love fucking around with the presentation of gender and I like the idea of like mixing masculinity and femininity in a way that's like really unconventional and I've always felt that way but I never felt comfortable doing it until recently so Mm -hmm. I'm like ready to to like add that into my spooky costume this year (laughs) I don't know I want to see it I I can't wait into it and yes um they're not viewers they're listeners listeners I have not seen Halloween Town nor have I seen the follow-up movies after that we can talk about that later, but I, yeah, maybe I'll watch it this year. I don't know. Maybe this will be the year to watch it. I just watched I don't know Talk- if it Hocus has Pocus. The same effect. Yeah, I can't believe that though. Hocus Pocus yeah. is so good. I, we watched that last year because I had never seen it. So I think I also just love this season because my birthday is coming up. Yeah, <laughs> my birthday is a week after Halloween, so Woo-hoo. I've had a few like birthday parties that are Halloween themed. I love um, that. To just kind of extend the season a little bit. We're like holiday babies. You're right we are after, holiday babies. Yeah, yeah, you're after Halloween and I'm two days before Christmas. My family also has like a weird connection to Halloween because my grandparents got married on Halloween. So their anniversary oh, is on Halloween every year. I know. I love that. I, I do too. And then my aunt was born on Halloween. So it's just a big day for yeah. <laughs> my family. Um, and my grandparents love to to party so you know throwing a, a costume party was like really really fun for them i'll have to post some photos of their yes. halloween photos from you know years years and years ago of their friends i think that's great and you know now that i think about it so jeff and i jeff <laughs> who i will not explain who jeff is again um <laughs> i guess i have to for the story jeff and i met through a friend this friend oh. is someone i knew through the dolby halloween parties and well and other things but obviously they were at these parties and they introduced me to jeff the week of halloween and we didn't have our first date until after thanksgiving just because like busyness and all of that stuff but that's kind of like when we met and the first picture i remember seeing of him he was in a green lantern costume and the per- the first picture he saw oh of my me, God. I was a roller derby girl with a black eye. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so, Aww. like, Halloween special, you know, it's it's wonderful. And That's my family so would do, like, a best costume award. And he won that the first Dolby Halloween party he went to because he was Walter White and wore a bald cap. <laughs> and oh my and they, gosh. Gave, they gave him a singing fish that they found at a thrift store. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what our prizes fish. were is we would go to the thrift store and try to find something as nutty as we could to be like, best I, costume, here you go. I love that. I love well, that. in one year, I found a best costume trophy at an antique shop. And I oh have that in, I have it in my garage. Um, yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. 
these. Wow, I what are the it, chances? I know. What are the chances? It was like 1940 something trophy. 1940? Yeah, holy I'll have holy. to find it and like send you a picture if I can. My garage is a mess right now, so we can take that out. People need to know I have a pristine garage. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you know what you're going to be for Halloween? Uh, I don't know. I'm buying a witchy outfit for a wedding coming up. So maybe I'll just like repurpose that a little bit. I love Halloween. So I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to be yet. I've been Space Ghost, which is if you know, you know. If you don't, I won't explain it to you. This is a podcast <laughs> about other things, not Space Ghost. Um, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> So, oh my gosh. <laughs> when you're a space ghost, I've been a roller derby girl. I've been, uh, um, oh, one year Jeff and I were different versions of Hot Rod from the movie Hot Rod, which is literally one of my favorite movies of all time. And so I was the Hot Rod in the sweats who's like, you know, um, working out, but he's not. Like, he's just using oh a hammer God. to hit an engine in the garage. And then oh Jeff, <laughs> Jeff was stuntman Hot Rod. So he had like the, the stuntman outfit with the cape and then my oh parents my we got my parents team hot rod shirts so they were like you know um danny mcbride and bill Hader. <laughs> so that was that was a fun year <laughs> you were going to talk about um dolby family halloween parties yeah so we had nine consecutive years of dolby halloween parties some of them would get to be like maybe 20 people they weren't always super big but they were like pretty big bash and the neighborhood we lived in when we started these it was like I'm in a rural community and the neighborhood we lived in had sidewalks which is like rare and so all the kids from that town would come to our neighborhood to trick-or-treat because it was safe and we clocked in 500 kids one year 800 kids another year and and what we would do is we would do a theme and um if the kid was dressed in our theme they got a prize so like one year we were superheroes and so when superhero kids came up they got like a prize not just candy and then one year we were pirates and so if the kids were pirates you know and so that's what we kept doing but then of course you know we moved out of that neighborhood and then there was no trick-or-treaters and so Uh we had to do other things but but yeah, then COVID happened, you know, this thing, this, uh, if you haven't heard about COVID, um, it's, it's a virus that, uh, <laughs> I think people have worldwide. heard about it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I think we've all heard about it. <laughs> One year. Okay. This is a quick story for everyone. One year in kindergarten, um, I was little red riding hood and we did our little, you know, kindergarten Halloween parade and the teachers gave us all like little treats and candies and stuff like that. And then I got called into the principal's office. Mind you, I was always going to the principal's office because I was a hellion. And so I'm sitting there like, I've been so good today. I'm in my outfit. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't get my name on the board. I didn't cuss at anyone. Like, I'm doing really good. And so five-year-old me, I'm head down, walking to the principal's office, totally upset. I go in and she's dressed as Little Red Riding Hood as well. And she wanted a picture with me. Oh my God. Why couldn't they have told you that? (laughs) I don't know. Probably because they hated me. I 
I got my teacher fired because she put hands on me. <gasps> so I like seriously, I it was not a good year. <laughs> so you you got your teacher fired. Yeah, Mrs. Williams, if you're out there, I still remember you. You bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> teachers are named mrs williams like i know oh my god oh my god i she always put my name on the board rude i can't oh my god yeah she shook me she shook me like a doll and i laughed in her face and said i'm telling my dad and she kind of gave me this look like oh shit and then she got fired all so much for listening to this episode we hope that you enjoyed uh listening to us geek out and giggle <laughs> about halloween and get a little punchy yeah <laughs> um and we hope that you're having a really great fall season now that we're into october i can't believe it yeah and just to remind you we would love for you to share any of your spooky stories with us you can send it to our email you can't be sick on mondays at gmail.com or you can leave us a little voicemail on anchor.fm our podcast page we will have that linked below in honor of halloween season with zombies and ghouls we wish you a spooky day any of this in we can put it at the end and make them have oh, a little yeah. giggle like where they go ah, they're so funny <laughs> they go ah, i love them <laughs>